Oh, we're oh, back. No. We're back. We're back. We're back. Happening more often. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Bloody Discord. Mike, you got some serious editing to do with this podcast, mate. You're going to have to edit all these little blips out. It won't take too long. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Footy Fetish. This is another Euro special. I think this is the fourth, fifth, the fifth episode of our Euro special. Uh, we're now into the quarterfinals, but we're going to talk about the round of sixteen, and then we're also going to talk about some transfer stuff. Just get that out of the way with myself, Alfie. Obviously, we've got Marcus per usual. Yep. Ollie. Yo. And Harry is here again. We've got the band back together. The uh, good little we're here. We're here to uh, give you some good Euros stuff i guess but uh where should we start i think it's pretty obvious where we should start lads where's it coming home home but it's coming home we beat the germans in knockout football of a major tournament boys without conceding go. without conceding a oh, goal we didn't we yeah. haven't conceded this whole tournament so and, some, uh, someone's um just had a quick question any hot topics for today just to quickly answer that obviously as we've just said, oh, we in the Germans, England, right? we beat the Germans. Mm -hmm. So there's, there you Lots go. Of hot the hottest, hottest of topics. I am so, going to say yeah. that we smashed them. Um, that's <laughs> not the case, but we smashed them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, let's. I guess we'll get into it. I, I, before we get into the second half, which is the main bit, what, what did you guys think of the first half? First 10 minutes, I was quite worried. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was going to message you guys like, guys, we're, this, this is not good. But yeah. I think soon after that, we then picked up the pace, and Sterling and Sa and uh, Saka managed to obviously get some made some good runs, put a couple of good balls in, and it was a lot more positive from there. Really, we proper took charge of that uh, of the game um, in terms of yeah, we didn't look as as poor in the uh, in the first or the last uh, thirty five minutes compared to the first ten. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we definitely grew into it. Like, um... I think, yeah. I like Oli oh. says. I was confident right up to kick off, and then we've had a that, we've that, had a that, follow, that, guys. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there, Harry. You've had a follow. Big up, big up, uh, Lil, Lil Kim Lurkin. Oh. Thanks for the follow. Oh, Kim, is that Kim? Yeah, that is okay. Kim. I mean, that is the, Kim. the Lil Kim. Kimbo, nice. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the sub, mate. Thank first you. half is a charge on that. Charlie said first half I fell asleep. Almost did on the second too. Well, the last. 20 oh. minutes were the best part of the game let's be honest i think i think that's fair. i thought it was a pretty good game pretty yeah, good second uh, the first half i was at work so we um luckily there was no obviously as soon as five o'clock hit the the streets just dead really uh, like no one around so we, i just had my laptop we just shoved it on the uh on the table at work and we were just watching it um, yeah i saw your um you saw your little little snap yeah yeah and nice uh and first half was painful man at what uh what was it was it harry it was in the uh first half where harry kane took the heavy touch wasn't it and, yeah, uh, that was unlucky. Uh, that actually made me drop to my knees. I haven't done that uh, watching football in quite a long time, but that actually made me like... I was in the middle of the shop as well, just dropped to my knees. I was like, oh, mate. How I think it's you... harsh people saying he should have shot first time because it was, it was a stretch to get to in the first place. I agree, but I also think Harry Kane this season does hit that first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think he takes that touch if he's playing in a Tottenham shirt. I don't know if it's just... Because I don't know, he's never been much of a volleyer. No, you're right. No, yeah, you're right there. Um, Big Donny, Big Tony yeah. Char said, mm -hmm. um, I also think Saka had some unfortunate balls in the first half. 
unfortunate balls in what do you mean half. by that char because yeah. i thought i did think he was our sta outstanding player of the first half and was the one 100%. breathing life into the team a bit um, he received unfortunate balls or he's putting in unfortunate balls because yeah. the balls he was putting in weren't bad at all no. really he or, obviously he gets quite a lot of syphilis <laughs> god's sake um, oh great! Yeah, I'd um, assume receiving balls because let's be honest, Saka was in the first forty-five minutes. The one, the ball was going through him basically. Every every pass was being sent to him, and then he was sending it on. So, yeah, he uh, got fouled quite a few times in that first half as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what he mean. does really. He's so quick, so he's starting uh, in between players. Don't know where he's going. Yeah, people stick a foot in, and uh, oh, Charlton yeah. confirmed it's receiving the balls. Which is fair. I think he done well, yeah. though. I think he did well. Yeah, I think he did well. He, um, he, he was close to getting that. that is, sorry, Al. Um, yeah. when, when Kane did take that touch, he was so unlucky not to... There yeah, was like yeah. just, just kind of behind him, Saka, yeah. where he could, have, he could have put it in. But I think yeah. it's ultimately a good thing that we didn't score at that point. Yeah, I, I yeah. Don't, yeah just uh, what I was going to say. Was, uh, his movement was just um, unreal compared to everyone else in the England team. But I know Harry Kane is obviously not I don't know what. Obviously, he got his goal, which thank God. Like we, I mean, I think I said a couple of podcasts ago, Harry Kane doesn't go four or five games without scoring goals. Like yeah. that doesn't happen, yeah. and and he proved us right. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't. In, even in his worst times, he can come a bag of goal. But uh, his movement was poor in that first half. He was barely moving. Um, barely so moving. And just going, wasn't going for balls that he should have been going for or putting in. You know, he wasn't throwing his weight around that he should be doing. Uh, especially against those big German centre backs in Hummels, Rudiger, and Ginter, like they're they're big guys, you know, that they bully you off the ball. But um, but it proved in the second half, obviously got his goal, which is great. But that all came from the injection of Jack Grealish, lads. Um, We've been bigging him up. Say, just it was instrumental in both the goals. Obviously linking up with Sterling, Kane, and Shaw. Obviously get, got to give Luke Shaw a lot of props. He did look a bit lost sometimes on that wing back role a couple in the first half mainly. But uh, yeah, worked really hard to get the second uh, to get, to set up the first to win the ball back to set up the first goal um, was great bit of play. But um, but yeah, and would the you second guys... one you started that move as well? Yeah, and the second one, of course. Yeah. So do you think moving forward, it's a two part of this question. One, does Jack Grealish start? And two, do we play the same formation that we played this against Germany, or because it's not? Germany and it's going to be the we're Ukraine. Not yeah, we're, we're not playing Germany. Yeah, hundred percent. We go back to the four at the back. Well, if, if you look at obviously what Southgate clearly isn't really being affected by like the social media and stuff like that because everyone's calling for Sancho to be played and clearly we're winning games, not conceding goals, and we haven't played Sancho. So, could you really blame if he does whatever he wants to do again? Obviously, what we played against Germany was probably suited to play against Germany, and. You could probably see that with what three at the back, Shaw, Trippier, and then going forward, obviously, was a bit more conservative. Yep. Somehow, even though we scored more goals this game than any other. But if you're playing against Ukraine, you'll probably see more switches at the four at the back, small switches yeah. sort of around the mid, maybe going forward. Sterling's got to start, by the way, because Charles yeah. asked the question, how um, how do we think, what do we think of Sterling as well? Right, well, um, yeah. he is, oh, it doesn't matter, does it, what he does in the Man City shirt? We just got to pay his respects, man. He turns up when he puts the England shirt on, and he does. Like, I'm not going to be that well around. He's so. scoring the goals, which obviously is what he's there for. It's good. Um, obviously, I did send you guys a message partway through the game and just said, when is he going to learn to pass? Because there's so many opportunities where he's holding the ball for that little bit too long, yeah. and then we just get he just gets uh, someone sticks a foot in and like intercepts the ball or something. 
and he needs to sort of analyze the play a bit more and say right that was okay one too many touches and it seems to be happening a bit too often at the moment we saw in yeah. was it the czech republic game or the scotland game i think um well, i can't remember what bloody game it was but he had so many opportunities to pass to uh to pass the balls out and it was just getting tackled in the end i think that is the only thing that's sort of letting him down at the moment other than that he's playing brilliantly he's other than kane now he's scored all of our goals um he's putting in balls he's he's in the right place but as I say, there's a couple of moments there where he's he's not sort of doing doing himself any justice really by just not passing the ball. Yeah, there, there was, was one yesterday where Saka was through and he could have slid him in. Yeah. Um, also, he was responsible for the Thomas Muller chance, but yeah. he's doing yeah. a job up front and that's what we need him to do. And he was yeah. doing his job at the back as well. He's getting back, making tackles a couple of times. And so, but I will say, I, I agree with you with the passing thing. There was definitely multiple chances where he should have put the ball through to players, but held onto it. For, but I did see in that second half, a couple of times, him look up and was looking for people, but there was just no one making runs. No so I think chance. it is, he's got it there. I just think his decision-making at times can be poor. So it is literally like sometimes he's not, he's, he's looking when maybe he shouldn't be, but then other times he's not looking when he should be. I think if he just, yeah, like we're saying, if he can work that out, <laughs> then man, he's onto an absolute flyer. Hopefully, he can work it out in time for the uh, quarterfinals. Bards, but... Bards Bites came in with a comment: "Best pass Sterling made was to Muller." Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, the worst shot there was yeah, Muller. So, yeah. mm. I think going in the next game, I would play Sterling on the right, Kane and Greenish on the left, four at the back, and then you can even have Mount in the hole again and play yeah. Mount and Greenish. Can I propose a question that should did I know Gareth got it right in this instance, but is Grealish as an impact sub the way to use him? That's the thing. It's it's a tough one because that's what I was thinking. Really, he's been playing really well when he has come off the um, the bench, and when we start um, like Saka, for instance, he's having a he's been consistent sort of throughout the majority of the game. Yet he's not playing all ninety minutes, but. Obviously, he's 19 years old. You don't really expect him to be playing all 90 minutes. Um, and yeah, obviously, if you start Saka, he's maybe a bit more consistent in the in the um, first sort of first half or the first sort of hour of the game. But as we haven't given Jeff Grealish that opportunity to start to see what he's like in that first hour or the first half to see how much of an impact he does have. If it's a case of him only being able to perform when he comes on in the the latter stages of the game, then Obviously, we should, we should keep doing that because that's the way to get the best out of him. But I think a lot of people will be pushing for him to start, um, and quite rightly so, really. He's been outstanding every time he's sort of come on and played. One thing I was pleased about yesterday was that, um, even though I like him as a player, that Rashford was not brought on. Because I do not think he fits the England team system at all. No. I know the system changes that again, a lot, Harry? Uh, Rashford, I don't think oh, he yeah, no, fits in with the rest of the squad. Um, I, mean, I, I really, I do rate him as a player, but um, seeing him coming on the last few games and not didn't really offer any impact hasn't offered that. anything, unfortunately. I'm a really big fan of Rashford. I think he is also a perfect cut because we at this tournament we've been calling out because obviously Kane has been whatever we've been calling out for a fast striker. Do you know what I mean? And and then unfortunately, obviously Rashford's got the injury. You now question should he have even gone? Should we have used that that uh, space for someone else? But 
I don't know it is. I mean, Bards has put a question in and saying team morale seems so good. I think players would embrace coming off the bench to make an impact. That's definitely spot on. Like, we have probably one of the best benches. We definitely have the best bench left of mm. the competition, I think, with yeah. the talent that's on there. With like players that have barely seen the pitch, like Sancho, and you know Mount didn't play last game. Chilwell's barely played. Uh, yeah. Games has barely played. Nearly came on yesterday when Trippier pulled his uh, hamstring. I think it was. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. ultimately ran it off. And I think it's just a testament to also Bard's what Bard's saying about team morales because um how many of these players shake off the injuries that they picked up in that germany game if they're playing at club level or do they just go do you know what i mean or do they take the sub like does does harry kane sit you know take a couple minutes to, to you know he probably does because he's like the ultimate professional in it but you know trippier these kind of players i, I just think southgate's got it very well uh got it sort of sorted at the moment and i think we should play a four at the back but if he goes for three at the back i'm i'm backing it man i'm backing him the full way whatever he decides speaking to of yeah. speaking of the full way uh gbvinj don't know how oh, JB. the old man oh oh of course oh vin vin so yeah, yeah. realistically can england go all the way with a defensive midfield when up against italy belgium spain or even denmark oh fucking hell all right yeah. We got a match. Well, we, I think against them guys, we have to match what they do because we did it against Germany and it worked so well. So if they're going to overload the field, then we're going to have to play three in the midfield. Um, if we play three in the midfield, it's not going to be just two defensive midfield. Obviously, it's not going to be all defensive. You'll have a Mount or someone in there, maybe a Grealish playing in the midfield as well. But I like Phillips and Rice, man. I think it was a bit scary early doors yesterday when they both picked up yellow cards quite early. So they wrote, but they, you know, Cruz, Cruz saw too much of the ball in the first half, but. In the second half, Rice and Phillips had that midfield locked. They were they were fantastic. And it's not I don't think it's them two as the problem. I think it's how you utilize them in Phillips that midfield. Was, um, is, is Phillips was also putting in some wondrous passes as well. Just Phillip, not, yeah, knock, knocking it about. Quality. Apparently uh, Cross is gonna retire from international football now. Oh if all we retire, all it took was ninety minutes against Calvino. Uh, Calvino, yeah, the uh, what do they call him? Something Pirlo, I can't remember what it is, but um, oh, the Yorkshire Pirlo, the Yorkshire Pirlo, there we go, yeah. <laughs> um, um, and that was a name load last game, fantastic. It was, yeah, uh, what a load to finish on, eh? Mm. Thomas yeah. Muller, Thomas <laughs> Muller, but I, I'm a big Muller fan, but we were saying it's because it wasn't the World Cup, man. If this was the World Cup, he would have scored a hat trick because that's what yeah. he does. World Cup, he bags goals, Euros. I don't think he scored it at Euros yet, I think that's right. I think I heard them saying on the game on the game the other day. I don't think he scored the book, but you know, he's one of their he's got Fact ten check. goals at the World Cup. So um you know I think one point that did start to concern me yesterday was when Harry Kane obviously took a little bit of a knock and we thought, Oh, what's going on here? And then he sort of seemed to be down for a little bit and obviously got up and shook it off, which was fine. But I think in that instance where we didn't have Calvert Lewin even on the bench or anything, he was left out of the squad completely. So our only real options there are sort of pushing Rashford up um, we'll get him Rashford on and other than that we didn't really have any proper out and out strikers on the on the bench or sort of ready to go which was a little bit concerning really um, it would have been quite cool to see um, Calvert-Lewin come on if Harry Kane obviously did get injured thank god he didn't because obviously he's just scored the, the winning goal and everything but I think yeah it's a little bit concerning having just that one striker so I know we do have a, quite a versatile team and you can sort of play players in other positions and stuff, but the only one realistically that you can stick up top would probably be Rashford. Yeah, I think he did get some... As brilliant as Southgate was in this game, like tactically astute and just fantastic, uh, he got lucky that he let 
that Kane wasn't a serious injury and Calvert-Lewin yeah. went uh, the same game that he left Calvert-Lewin out. Because if that happens, if he's injured, then literally the best thing for us is Calvert-Lewin there. Like he play, he can play a similar, you know, he's threatening in the air. So if we're going to put these um, balls in Trippier and Shaw and that, which Shaw needs to get his delivery a bit better. Trippier was on point again as always, but Shaw's was a little bit up and down. But um, yeah, Calvert-Lewin, and he's quicker. He's got, he's faster as well, so he can get in behind. So, but obviously, yeah, he seems you know, a little bit more agile than than Harry Kane. He seems to be, yeah. be able to sort of his reactions are slightly better. Yeah, but he's not dissimilar to him in playstyle either. So yeah, like outside, no. we could we could slot into that role easily without having to change the tactics. I still would so, rather have like a heart, like you know, a Harry Kane with like a little niggle than Dominic Cavalier. I still would rather that anyway. So I don't know, but it, yeah. in a tournament like this. Yeah, you, you need Kane playing if he can play. For sure. Yeah, of course, literally, like he's our guy, and and it he and pulls he, two defenders to him almost immediately. So. I was literally about to say, even if he's not scoring, he, you know, he's constantly on the mind of the opposition, even if he's not doing anything. So you know, we need him. But yeah, I mean, just I, I want to hear. Uh, quite interesting. I, I want to get an out of ten score from everyone on that performance. Um, what you guys actually. Yeah, if you're going to rate it out of 10. Because I'm going to go solidly. I, I mean, result 10 out of 10, but uh, you know, performance, the game, performance. I would say probably 8. I was thinking 8. Given, given yeah, what I agree. The, yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. I, I initially thought 8. I was, I was leaning more towards like a 7 just because that first half, we just looked like we just were going to lose. Yeah. In the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, we're going to lose. Have like, I played really well. Exactly. Yesterday. Like, if it wasn't generally, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, if it wasn't for Pickford. A, like oh, sort and shout yeah. and we haven't just, even like we come haven't on like crazy. I think we should apologise to Pickford. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we need to give him real praise because we are the yeah. first. And I, I to picked go him at him when he my lineup. You did, you did. did. Harry yeah. backed him, but yeah, like we are I the first it. to jump on him and have a go at him yeah. when he does something bad. So let's all see his praises, Pickford. But, round of applause, yeah. Pickford. Pickford is is England's number one, and he should be quite rightly so. He's when he plays for England, he does play quite well. But when he Outrageous plays for Everton, Everton yesterday, Jesus Christ! Mm. When he plays yeah. for Everton, I think we can get back to. Uh, he's a lunatic for Everton. Backing him off a bit, but <laughs> yeah, he's a lunatic for Everton. Yeah, but no, yeah, he definitely deserves some praise. He's been phenomenal so far. I've yet to concede a goal, so no, that's not just him. That is obviously down to the defence as well. But a lot of it is down to him. Like you said, a uh, second ago, he made some brilliant saves yesterday. The one he saw very late against Havertz. Um, that went sort of in between uh, the two of our uh, um, centre backs was, yeah. How on earth he saw that so quickly, managed to react was was great. Um, obviously, but like we've said a couple of times before in previous episodes, he does tend to potentially over dramatise um, a lot of his sort of saves sometimes. But we're not really seeing that in the Euros at the moment. He's making the necessary saves. He's doing what he needs to do, but he's not taking it that step further. Um, sort of stepping sort of over that line, uh, which I think just shows his hopefully is how much he's matured, and hopefully it will be a, a thing for him going forward as well that he'll be able to consistently play at this sort of level for for Everton and for uh, for England. To be honest, yeah, hundred percent. I think uh, before we move on from England, because we do need to move on at some point, we could talk about these guys for the whole hour and of whatever we've got. Yeah. But I just want to sing the praises of Maguire and Stones, and especially Maguire. Because yeah. there was a lot of people saying, you don't need to drop. You don't need to drop Mings. Mings has been great, mate. 
Maguire brings so much more to this team. It's he was so up for that game yesterday. All, it was unbelievable. We, yeah, we automatically like start playing like 10 yards forward because Maguire and Stones aren't afraid to actually push up with the ball. You see Mings just gets it, bang, straight to the wing back. Gets it bang straight to his defensive partner. I will pull it forward as far as Maguire you can go. Does, he will, he'll run over the halfway line if he sees yeah. the opportunity. It's I love it. it. Drive the centre-back. That's Slabed, mate. What a guy. Yeah, uh, Bards yeah. agrees yeah. as well. Maguire carried the ball out so well last night. He did. He really did. He really and pushed, Stones, pushed it. Stones has been so solid throughout. There's a lot of questions around Stones, obviously saying, oh, without Maguire, what's he going to be like? He's been fantastic without Maguire, and now he's been even better once Maguire's come in. Um, yeah. Who would have thunk it that England have the... Uh, going into this tournament, we were so worried about the defence and not the attack. We have the best defence of the tournament so far. Yeah. We're the only team to not concede a goal. Yeah. Potentially. Love oh, Josie, Josie Rose is in the chat. Oh, my mum. Hey. Hey, before he's, we leave the England chat, can you tell me, did you all cry? <laughs> I was on a train, but I hugged the guy next to me on the train. I was, I was well in. I've had me well jammed. So. I, was, I was at work um, for the Sterling goal. I was outside having a cigarette. On my, was, there was no one else there. It was just the TV because it was raining. No one sat outside. And um, today, my arm is, is like an absolute agony because when it went in, I was just going absolutely <laughs> aching, just flinging my arm around. And uh, oh. Oh, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, I, shat, I was watching it in my room and uh, it's just me at home for the first sort of 10-15 and uh, as soon as the first goal went in the second half, I was going nuts. I was screaming, I was shouting, I was so excited. Uh, quickly, my mum just pokes her head around the door, like, is everything okay? And I had a fairly well, similar well. situation, different reaction though. Becky was sat right next to me on her phone, not looking at the game for that for those few minutes <laughs> and I just shouted just come on and just phone everywhere else oh, she's like oh my god what's going on was literally the whole everything it was brilliant yeah i was just walking through down to a uh, uh charing cross with my phone just like walking down the street just not looking at anyone just looking at the fucking phone just walking down it's like it was so good man but um but yeah uh let's talk about the lads that we'll be facing i guess uh ukraine won last night i didn't I watched the first half. Zinchenko yeah. scored a banger. It was such a good goal. Um, and then I saw the Norway... Uh, Norway? What am I talking about? Sweden goal, sorry. Um, was it Forsberg again, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Was it who, sorry? It was Forsberg again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was Forsberg, yeah. Uh, but I just... I got bored, I'll be honest, and I turned it off. Um, I did the exact same got, thing. Got an early night in the end, but... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, when I turn it on, obviously, Ukraine are through, man. I mean, I wasn't... Last night, while I was watching the first half and, like, in bed, I was sort of having a little check of the score before I went to sleep. I was thinking, like, I was like, oh, who do I want to win? Who do I want to win? But, like, it, I think they're so similar in what they offer. That, like, they're dangerous. Like, they've got a couple danger men each. It's just, like, I'm, I'm not really I wouldn't take taken either, to be honest. Yeah. I wasn't really too, too bothered. Yeah. I wasn't really rooting for one over the other. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Ralph. I turned it off after the first half. It was just a bit of a, a boring game. Obviously, because there was so much excitement surrounding the England game, I think the Ukraine uh, versus Sweden game was just a bit sort of meh afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the uh, the goal that Ukraine scored in the 
it was extra it was added time of added time wasn't it it was it's it's the latest goal to ever be scored in um european like football as in like yeah in the euros do we know uh, what minute that was then it was like 90 it was 100 120 minutes and 25 seconds or something so um but before that it was like 118 minutes and something so yeah wow like two minutes later it's the latest goal ever scored in the euros didn't someone nearly get their leg broken as well i feel like i saw a defender got a red card so it was marcus danielson got red carded for his high tackle one i don't know know who the guy was it was straight red yeah yeah Uh, i saw a picture of it i haven't seen the challenge i saw a picture of it and it looks disgusting yeah the challenge the challenge was like um it wasn't like malicious but it was a bit reckless kind of thing right like he he certainly wasn't trying to hack him he was looking at the ball he kind of goes in with his leg high and studs out kind of thing and then yeah it does bend his leg like that it it was a red card but it wasn't like i'm assuming he's injured injured the guy i think so yeah it's got to be you can't walk away he the only thing about that is that obviously seeing a picture of it can, can um, sort of comparing that to actually seeing the challenge can be quite misleading. If you'd seen a picture of um, when Phillips uh, got his yellow card yesterday, was it who was it against what Cruz? I think oh, that, yeah, he, yeah. that he tackled. Yeah. If you'd taken a screenshot of that, that would have looked horrible. But in reality, it wasn't a great tackle. It was because of probably the angle that his foot that was positioned at that uh, made it sort of look a lot worse. But oh, is it one um, where he went studs like studs up? Yeah, he kind of like half grazed the top of um, Cruz's uh, like boot or something, kind of like, yeah, like scraped it or whatever. But yeah, I think um, seeing the yeah the actual image comparing to seeing the actual sort of tackle itself could be sort of two slightly different stories. Personally, I've not seen the tackle. Uh, I've only seen the image like you, Alf. Uh, and it, yeah, it didn't look great, really. Nah, um, nah. But uh, I want to get, before we move on to... Because the Ukraine, I, I, there's not much to talk about, man. I think we're going to smash the Ukraine in the next round. But let's get, uh, what do you guys think for quarterfinals then? England, Ukraine. Um, well, there, there were pros and cons of, sorry, either Sweden and Ukraine. I mean, Ukraine had a better, have a better attack than Sweden. Sweden have a better defence than Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the ability-wise, are pretty similar, like you said. Um, yeah. But Yeremchuk and Yarmolenko both been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, Yarmolenko is just nothing like he is for West Ham. He really decides <laughs> to turn up. Maybe it's getting one of the best strikers ever, you know, coaching you. Might help him in Austria. Yeah, they've got Mr. Ukraine as the yeah. manager. Um, he's so, looking good, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Heard he tried to get a political career when I was watching the warm-up for the game. Well, yeah, I think it's something, because obviously Vladimir Klitschko is like the mayor, the mayor of um, uh, Kiev, isn't he? So yeah. it's like, because they're held in such high regard in the Ukraine, they're celebrities, they do get into office. But I thought they only get certain way because there is a lot of political problems in in Ukraine that are going on. Obviously, we're, yeah. we're not, we don't get into that kind of stuff on this podcast, so we're gonna just steer clear of that. We talk about football, um, but yeah. So, uh, but I'm gonna go two 0 England for England Ukraine. Yeah, I um, think we'll do it. Yeah, I can't disagree yeah. with that. Two 0 Yeah. Yeah, two 0 Oh, is it two 0 or three one? Two nil. No, I'm back to two 0 yeah, I, I, I'm more confident with a 2-0, but I think maybe either a 2-0 or a 3-1. I think we, we may concede you know our first goal. I'm going to back a bit of a drama. I'm going to go 4-0 to obviously England. Oh. I'm going to back some goals. 0-0. Right, Last nil-nil. time I did a mad one like that, I said we beat uh, Scotland 7-0 and we drew 0-0. <laughs> so, uh, you know. But no, I like it. I'm going to say 2-0. I just think, yeah, like it will be another... I could see Grealish maybe bagging himself a goal this time if he if Scott he gets on. Uh, one of Sterling and Kane will score again. I imagine. Declan Rice uh, 
told Peter Crouch if he scored that he'd do the robot. So I want to see Declan Rice score. Nice. <laughs> yes, definitely. Declan Rice, um, four goals there. But should we get on to our second team? Everyone's on this podcast second team. Yeah, um, if England went in it, we would be thumping. We would be thumping for these guys to win the win the Euros. Denmark are into the quarters. Our prediction of them the in the semis is so close to happening. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean they just destroyed Wales. Wales were a bit unlucky. That red card was a bit unlucky. I I think it was a red card, but it could go either way. I'm, I mean, it, I think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it didn't really matter, did it? They like, still messed them up, yeah, you know? Um, yeah, Dolberg gets two. Braithwaite got a goal, looking good. Um, yeah, fair play. I mean, they are really rallying behind the troops. You know, everyone everyone feeling from this Ericsson thing. I think it's just got such a... I don't know. It must have just... It's obviously stoked the fire, do you know what I mean? They, they, they just ran them over, man. They've looked nothing but great since that Finland game which they ended up ultimately losing but yeah. ever since then they've been fantastic I'm actually quite worried if they get through and we get through that Denmark game is going to not going to be easy at all no the way uh, they're playing up, we might end yeah. up not being a Denmark podcast if they knock us out yeah but to be fair if oh, anyone no, knocks us out yeah if anyone knocks yeah, us out I'd, I'd, be, I'd be glad Denmark it would be Denmark final. yeah, yeah. Agreed. hopefully Sweden can pull through that side uh, sorry Switzerland can pull through the uh the other side of the tournament uh, yeah that's gonna be tough but uh but would you make guys wales man i mean they did the second best like that whole thing of could they be a dark horse was just back in 2016 oh what was it 2016 yeah mm. um they did better than uh, that they, yeah but this is it this is it now because like let's be honest the next euros bale and ramsey aren't going to be there and if they are, they're not certainly going to be able to do nearly as half yeah. as much as they could do now or in 2016. So it's a bit like... Bale was a bit wank, can't lie. Yeah, Bell wasn't great either. The only youngster oh. that could hit similar heights is Dan James. Oh, he's not going to either, like, let's be real. No, I don't think he will, um, but he's anyone no. with the shown glimpses of... You'll still be better than Scotland, Wales. So that's all that matters, really. Isn't it? Nico Williams um, had a bit of a blunder as well. Gave basically gave a goal. Terrible passes. Was literally getting ran. Wait, never. You know, barely played. Barely played. Barely played. Fair enough. But yeah, we don't need to talk about them a lot. There's not much to say really about Wales, to be honest. They're, yeah. Well, try again next time. I don't know. Maybe you'll get into the World Cup. Is the World Cup qualifiers done? They've started, but I don't think they've finished. Okay, cool. Because uh, I don't know how they're getting on actually in the World Cup qualifiers, but hopefully they make it. I, I'd quite like to see a couple of um, home nations get there just so that they can get booted out of the group stage. <laughs> yeah, the uh, World Cup qualifiers, I think they started a month or two before the Euro started. It was the first, it was the last international break before the season ended. Right. Um, oh, yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was when obviously uh, Southgate announced his initial sort of team and everyone was thinking like there was no Trent in it and everyone's like oh my god like no Trent and then obviously he does get picked for the Euros but gets injured so Wales are currently third in their group they've got Belgium and Czech Republic ahead of them and then Belarus and Estonia behind them so they could definitely make it they might make it as like a fourth seed in a group or something like that but they could still make it for sure Um, second oh wow Denmark, um, they've got Denmark and Austria in this, but oh, well. you'd like to imagine Austria will come back. Yeah, they, I'm imagining. They, but definitely off this Euros hype, they were really they uh, 
they were uh, unlucky not to beat Italy. Really yeah. unlucky. Mm. But um, let's talk about who the Denmark will be playing, and then we'll get our prediction for the Denmark Czech Republic game. So the Czech Republic, um, I would say upset of the tournament, but nah, um, very close, very yeah. close to upset the tournament. But you know, the Netherlands are bound to do something shit because Frank de Boer's at the helm. Like I know, I think every Euro special so far we've said how bad Frank de Boer is. You've mentioned um, it a few times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to get him in when I can. Yeah. Uh, over, over history, the Netherlands are bigger chokers than we are, and they don't oh, get yeah. any shit for it. Yeah. yeah, at least they've lost won like three World Cup finals. Yeah, they haven't even won anything. Like you know, we've won. I haven't won the World Cup actually. They might have won the Euros. I can't remember. But they haven't. Okay, they haven't won anything. So okay, they might have won the Euros. Check that for me, H. But they haven't won the World Cup. Well, at least we've won that. Might have been a little while ago, but we we've done it. Nevertheless, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, the lit red cards, stupid from him. Uh, a bit not really unlucky i was trying to say trying to make it sort of you know work it out it wasn't unlucky he got caught out do you know what i mean doing so stupid so he got they won one euros okay 1988 well, i think he uh he got sort of a, a bit of a, a double whammy there to lit he uh was it last man that he failed and it was a handball at the same time so it was just yeah two for the price of one really what a blunder yeah not good but yeah no uh yeah, Patrick Van Anholt, man. Uh, he was getting bullied on that field. Like he, I know better than anyone that going forward, he's one of the best wingbacks in the world, and that's not even a, uh, that's not an overstatement. He is fantastic going forward. He, I think he scored more goals than any other left back in the Premier League, like uh, since coming, you know, since he's been playing or whatever. Uh, and but defensively, he is so bad. He's so poor that you know he gets bullied about and and. It's just I don't know. It's a shame because I like the um, the young. I think the young might be one of the best midfielders in the world right now. Um, and the lit is fantastic. You know, the uh, pie is great. But when you, you know, when you've got such a bad manager, man, it just comes back to the manager. When you've got such a bad manager, like he's he's got no tactical awareness. Um, he just plays the same way every game and just hopes that they win. You know, they were lucky to get the win against Ukraine. Um, but yeah, what would you guys make of the Netherlands, man? Uh, yeah, disappointing from them yeah. really. Um, they were, they looked very, they were sneaky good in the uh, in the um, group, so they looked quite impressive. But they really just, yeah, I don't know what it was. They just did not turn up for that uh, that game um, against the Czech Republic. Not at all. I reckon, reckon maybe an appearance of Van Dyke could have changed things. Just, just him, him being there. Yeah. Just him being that there point. may have swung things differently, but. Pickford made sure to uh, sort that out for the Euros. The tactical genius he is. Yeah, exactly. That's some Arsene Wenger shit, that is. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I think it, ooh, another sub. Brendan Rogers is now following the podcast. Yes, <laughs> Brendan. More on the Brendan Rogers. Oh, yeah, well, nice job. Job. I forgive you for the shit job you did already. <laughs> we'll be oh, Brendan Rogers is unfollowed. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Brendan Rogers, say hi. Welcome yourself. Longer than he did already. Uh, leave a comment. Ask us anything you want about the Euros. We're going to move on to transfers in a little bit, but we're on Euros right now. I was just saying that you know Van Dyke, if he was playing, he would definitely change that team. You know, he probably would have been that back line organizing people because he is he is a big presence. I mean, just yeah. physically, physically as well, um, he would have just handled things at the back. 
and sort of players going forward probably would have been way more reassured, way more confident and comfortable. I think they would have been a completely different team. I mean, we see how it affected Liverpool taking Van Dijk out. It all just crumbled all the way through. It was just a ripple effect. Set probably the same with Netherlands, maybe. Obviously, not not to the impact because they're not Liverpool, obviously. But I think you know you take Van Dijk out. That's a world class, huge player who offers a lot of, like I said, stability. So maybe, yeah. Well, oh, and we've had a comment from Brendan Rogers. It's interesting keeping up with the Euros from America. America. Ah. American sub. We love to see it. Thank is, you, mate. Is yeah. Brendan? Please tell me. Is Brendan Rogers your real name? Because if so, that's please, it. Please let your... Uh, and that, are you a left Because you've managed two of our teams, if so. Yeah. It's uh, not my real name. Uh, uh, okay, well, respect the real name, to be fair. character. Yeah, yeah. Great, fair great name. You've um, come to the right podcast with that name. Yeah. yeah I, I think, uh, yeah, like you said about Van Dijk, I think, obviously, even Portugal with Ruben Diaz, who was the best defender in the world last year, didn't manage to sort of go... Or, do that as much as people thought they would not making that out of the round 16 was abysmal for them yeah um, he looked like a donkey this year it, exactly yeah. <laughs> but then you get you look at um bruno fernandez again donkey. absolutely he was, trash. was he playing yeah he was yeah. trash so it's i think Cristiano um, ronaldo and i heard of donkeys there's a few big names <laughs> that have not turned up mbappe another player just have not turned up for these euros so yeah, obviously it could be it could have been different for um, Netherlands not having um, Van Dijk or well, if they did have him, sorry. But again, it could have worked out exactly the same. They yeah, might not no, have, could have. It might have been knocked out exactly the same place. But I've seen a lot of people commenting about the fact that Bruno wasn't great because of Ronaldo, and obviously he takes charge of that team, and it all goes through him. So I just want to put a little spin question to you guys: Does Ronaldo actually hinder Portugal rather than make them better? I mean, on paper. You look at their team and you go, Jesus Christ. And then all you see is like Ronaldo throwing fits. Like, you should, like, pass to me, pass to me, pass to me. I mean, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, I think he does sort of bring the team down a bit, just in the fact that, because he doesn't, he's got a very specific mindset of, I have to win, I have to be the best, it has to be me, I want to do this and me, me, me sort of thing. Um, well, that's the impression that I get from him anyway. Um, whereas someone that's doing it for sort of the good of the team is going to bring that team morale. Obviously, having someone like Ronaldo is obviously he's arguably the goat. Um, we're not going to go into that because we could speak about that for years. Um, but yeah, he's going to he's going to uh, obviously bring some confidence into the players and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think there's a burden that comes with Ronaldo having that sort of having that mentality ego as really well. does, yeah the ego and everything does have effect on the other players um so could they have done more without him potentially could would they have done even worse without him i love, that we, I love that we managed to make it because i thought i literally as soon as i said that i thought all of you were gonna be like oh shut up bro what are you talking about it's ronaldo uh, you made yeah, it I, I, love I, don't, I don't think it could be blamed for the other day because he no. certainly was nothing to do with him the fact that the rest of his teammates were insisting on shooting from yeah. over 30 yards out. That was I, ridiculous. I think there is something to it because there is like, he does demand a lot of the ball. Uh, but then it is on Bruno Fernandes. But if you've got Ronaldo there, do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to take advantage of that, man. Yeah, like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, imagine Ronaldo and Fernandes playing sort of together as a, as a unit, as opposed to them playing on the same team. But one of them kind of wants to be more of the the star 
I think put your egos aside and everything. I'm not. I'm not, to be fair, I'm not saying for, uh, Fernandez has got a big ego, um, or especially not compared to Ronaldo. He's not had that level of fame yet. But um, I think you put those egos aside, and if they actually sorted out what clear sort of issues that they have with each other, because it seems to be some sort of thing in the background that they're not too happy with each other, or whatever it may be. Um, I don't know if that's me just thinking into it a well, bit I've not much. seen anything about it yeah. and I've not even I've not really noticed it but yeah. you might have noticed something different than, than yeah it just seems like Ronaldo was getting quite sort of pissed off with uh, sort of try, I thought he was going to try and murder Jota at one point but I think that's yeah. just Ronaldo man I think that's just Ronaldo um, yeah. he demands obviously like the highest standard doesn't he and yeah. you can't like there's no one there's only one argument there's one player that can match Ronaldo's standard um, and he doesn't play for Portugal so um, <laughs> we won't think, go into the Ronaldo. For Ronaldo, like um, ego, I don't think you can use ego as an argument against them anymore. Whereas, for, because I mean, like we say, he is one of the two best players of all time, unquestionably. Whereas for someone like Pogba, that ego getting in the way. Look at him, all those stupid dance moves he did the other day. What is it? Where is he now? He looks like a wanker. <laughs> it's so true you don't celebrate like that until the full-time whistle goes that mm. uh, is definitely not i think uh marine ronaldo's won enough to day. justify it all but you taught me that mate yeah but, um Mourinho had a uh was uh he had an interview after the uh portugal game uh not sorry not portugal the france game and uh, they were asking him sort of about it and he said like why why well, like, why do you start celebrating like why do you try and take things that much further and sort of try and rub it in their faces when the full-time whistle hasn't gone yet yeah. at the end of the day anything can happen and a lot did happen um and it was in the it was only what, five minutes left of the game but like minus added time by the time and it was still sort of they were still up so yeah, yeah. what a game of football that was though but uh before we get on to the portugal game because i do just want to get your scores for the czech republic denmark game that you think is going to happen oh yeah um because we had a nice segue to Portugal there, but I realised I didn't, uh, didn't get your scores. But we're, uh, I think, we almost segued two games on. In front. <laughs> yeah, true, true. We, um, I think this will be a close one, but ultimately I reckon it will be like a one-nil Denmark. I'm back in the boys. That's literally what I was thinking. One-nil Denmark. In the boys. Let's go. I think it could be a goal fest. Do you um, reckon? I'm gonna say four-two Denmark. Four-two. I'd love that. That would be sick. But yeah, no. I like I like your optimism. I'm going three 0 Denmark. Three 0 We've all got the de- we've all, we're all back in the boys. Yeah. Yeah. On the Danes. Let's go. Great game. Love Patrick Schick though. Love that guy. English <laughs> legend. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we're, we're Portugal. They they are out. The champions are gone. The both finalists are gone. Um, from the last one. Uh, Portugal man. They didn't. They, it was weird, right? Because. They actually were better than Belgium throughout the game, but Belgium won, so I guess it doesn't really matter. It's because um, Ronaldo changed his shirt at half time. He was wearing a long sleeve shirt, then he swept to short sleeve shirt, and apparently, really? according to lots of the papers, that was it. That was the deciding factor, which I think is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. It was quite a dull game, so I'm not surprised they're running with that. <laughs> yeah. Got to run with it was, yeah, it was a dull game, but I'll tell you what, it was a good goal from Forgan Hazard. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. He's really showing up now as well, uh, which is which is great. Um, cool, more than his brother. The better has brother. Definitely sure. stepped out of the shadow of being like you know it was always oh he's Eden has his brother, but now yeah. it's like nah he's he's Thorgan Hazard. Um, yeah. He's his own sort of you know he, he and yeah he's like we said better than Eden Hazard. Um, he scored, more. scored more. Interestingly enough, uh, we'll talk about this when we go into our Belgium Italy things. They are going to be without De Bruyne and Eden Hazard for the quarterfinals. So, I don't know. I wasn't that impressed. And I don't think they've been ultimately that impressive this whole tournament. They've looked beatable. Um, And now they don't have De Bruyne and Hazard. I am not confident that they're beating Italy. I mean, Uh, the link link up... He's been the difference for them so far, hasn't he? The thing is, the link up has basically for Belgium been Lukaku and either Hazard or De Bruyne. Without and them two, I, and Mertens. I, I, that, that doesn't sound like a link up to me. That just sounds like an unfortunate choice. Yeah, it's yeah. They, I mean, it, to be stuck with two players, to be stuck with Carrasco and Mertens is not a bad. No, thing no. But then, you've, but this is after I've just said Hazard and yeah. De Bruyne. You know what I mean? Like De Bruyne was. We saw it in. I can't remember what game it was, but they were terrible. And then De Bruyne comes on, and they go and win. I can't remember what game it was. It was in the group stage, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, it's just. I think it might have been Russia. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't know, man. They're not impressive. And it's the Kaku. That defense, bruv, you cannot play a back three of Old of Aerald for Marlon and for Tongan. We are going to beat them. I'm not even joking. If we end up playing them in the final, we are going to beat them. There's no chance that they can deal with Sterling and Saka. Not a ch- And then if Grealish comes on all starts, not a chance. No. It's just not going to happen we're going to fucking beat them and especially if De Bruyne and Hazard are still not available I'm not even worried um, <laughs> but yeah I'll, I think... I'll welcome that to be fair Alf. yeah uh, but a quick look at uh, how old these guys are so Vermaelen's 35 that is ridiculously old <laughs> well it's not that old but you know what I mean yeah. uh, Tongan's like definitely in his 30s now 34 and order right is 32 so yeah they're all early to mid 30s which is not what you want from your starting back line they've got like no youth coming through either like no they're no. gonna be average again in a couple of years and they've just wasted all of this talent on roberto martinez yeah. like <laughs> leave it out man that's so poor i've actually but I, I, if the, I hope they go out against this team. I'll be gassed if they don't win anything with this team. Remember the video of um, Lukaku's reaction when he was still playing for Everton when he found out that Martinez was going to be the uh, the Belgian manager, having just left Everton. I think he's like coming down the tunnel or something with Kevin Morales, who is obviously still in the Belgian team at that point, and they're both just like, oh my god, <laughs> like walking <laughs> up. Like, oh, Lukaku whispers something in his ear, and they're like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they they know as well, right? They know, so it's just yeah. I mean, I'm not. It sounds weird. I'm not worried about Belgium right now, man. Really not. If they get if they get De Bruyne and Hazard back, then that's a different question. You know, you, you've got to respect them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I'm not sure if they'll be able to push it at Italy with the well without Hazard and um, yeah and De Bruyne. I'm not really sure they'll be able to push them sort of all the way and 
get a convincing win anyway. Um, it depends what Italy we see. If we see Italy from the 90 minutes of the game in Austria, then they are definitely beatable. But if we see yeah. their extra time Italy, then Italy are going to win it 2-3-0 maybe. Um, Italy have also looked beatable. Well, I say they've looked beatable. In that first 90 minutes, they were definitely beatable. Um, 100%. They were not they were not the same Italy that we see that we saw in the group games. Uh, I was at yours watching it, Alf, and it was a, was it the first game, Italy game that your dad had watched? Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, like, what we is this? Italy up. We were saying, oh yeah, he's a big. Yeah, we were big. guessing them up and going, oh yeah, like obviously Italy have been really good. They've like been playing really nice football, really fluid. Blah blah blah. We're watching it. We're like, oh my god, this is not going down <laughs> for uh, not going down very well compared to what we were sort of telling them they were like. But um, the time, man. Oh, Chiesa scored a great goal. Um, so got a great goal to was it to equalise? Yeah, it was because Austria went one 0 up, didn't they? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. No, Why have I had a break? No, I've had a break. No, no. Austria scored and then had it ruled out. Then Italy yeah. went two 0 oh, yeah. up in extra time and then Austria that was it. Up. And then they come back. That was it. That was it. I was think I just had a complete blank spot on the on the Italy game for a second there. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. But uh, they were unlucky. Yeah. So obviously, if Austria just a, a bit luckier, they win that game one 0 and. It's just, I think, yeah, Italy, they're, they're so beatable. But then also, all it takes is one moment. They've got so many amazing players, like Mobley, Insigne, uh, Berardi, Bellotti, um, you know, Spinazzola's been, you know, with Kimmich. I think them two have been the best wing-backs this whole tournament. Um, and, Donnarumma. yeah, Donnarumma, who, according to Danny Murphy, looks like a good keeper. <laughs> Nice to know that Danny Murphy does his research. That's a bold take. A bold take. Not like he's already got over 200 caps for AC Milan and nearly 30 caps for Italy by the age of 21. And he started for he started playing for AC Milan first team in 2015 when he was 16 years old. Yeah, Danny Murphy. He does look like a good goalkeeper. He does. <laughs> Trying to stat that I saw the other day about PSG. Yeah, PSG. Um, Disappointing. <laughs> Jesus, I hate Emma Hayes. Shout out to Emma Hayes. I know it's on a bit of a tangent. She was fantastic in the Spain, uh, Croatia doing the commentary. Her, she was just spitting facts, man. She was making Jermaine Genus and Danny Murphy quiver because all they do is chat shit. Uh, and yeah, I mean, she smashed it. Alex Scott and Emma Hayes are the two best commentators that have done it so far. So you know, big yeah. up them. Too. They've been smashing it, man. Emma Hayes. I'd rather have Emma Hayes right now in the Palace job than Vieira, man. It sucks. <laughs> we will get onto that at some point. He's just won a league title. I don't think Vieira's ever won shit as a manager. Yeah, man, exactly. Just as before a player, we move obviously. on, though, um, I had a stat that I saw the other day about Donnarumma. I've just found it again. She's been playing uh, for the Italian national team since she was 17. He's now 22, and he's never conceded more than one goal in a game. Yeah. For Italy, yeah. anyway. Oh, like a good keeper, though. Yeah. yeah. Sounds all right. Yeah. Might That's be especially all right. surprising considering they didn't even qualify for the last World Cup. So there would have been a yeah. lot of games of losing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So he's clearly not one to let in too many, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, uh, any any sort of. Uh, any more you want to say on the Italy and uh, Italy Austria game, guys? Anything more? No? Fantastic. So what, what do you guys think? Italy Belgium? Italy will win, but potentially not very convincingly. It depends what what sort of team they put out because the team in that, like we said, in that first ninety minutes were horrendous. They did not look good at all. But then again, you think about Belgium; 
if they're not going to have players like Hazard and De Bruyne, are they going to be able to put anything off? So I think Italy will still probably just do have the edge, um, but I don't think it's going to be a convincing win. Maybe you one nil. See, if I was a, uh, if I was, if they had De Bruyne and Hazard, I'm saying this is going to penalties. So I just think both teams will score, and it won't be a problem. But with no De Bruyne, no Hazard, which De Bruyne has so evidently been the X factor for them. Um, I know obviously Lukaku is the one getting the goals, but that doesn't happen if De Bruyne is not playing. Like we saw, it it didn't happen when De Bruyne wasn't playing. Like they looked so lethargic and just so slow in their build-up play. There was no spark. Um, and I don't see. I know Dries Mertens and Carrasco are good players, but they're not like creative like De Bruyne is. They can't mm. see passes and do things that De Bruyne can do. And I just think with those, you know, with that back three, like Spinazzola, Insigne, Immobile, Berardi, they are going to take the piss, man. Um, I think it could be like uh, they have Courtois, which is still good. Um, so that's the same. But I, I think they might put two, maybe even three on them. Um, yeah, sorry, Mark. What, 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 what do you think? Um, I, I think it's Italy will have a bit of a score first love, like you were mentioning before. We legged out a bit there. Um, without De Bruyne and Hazard causing a threat in the mid, I just think Italy will run right. And I'm, I, well, a conservative run right. You know, I think they'll win at three-one. I think Lukaku uh, will get back, it. Back Belgium to score. One, one goal, one goal yeah. at least. But a three-one to Italy, I, I, I think. Nice. And it's H. I think it's going to be a tight cagey game. I don't think there's going to be much either way. Because obviously with the misses for Belgium, I think they're going to tighten up quite a lot. And they've got, they do have players in the field who can do that, like Witzel, Tielemans. Yeah. Um, so I can see either being 0 0 or 1 0. And then Belgium winning on pens is my prediction. Belgium oh, you think? Okay. okay. Wow. Nice. I like it. We got a Belgian backer. I, I think like they. Do think Belgium are going to be better at keeping the ball, even without trying to like push forward? Because when Italy get the ball, they're going to be going straight at it if they and can. Bombing, bombing, yeah. Um, but I think Belgium are quite good at keeping the ball, so I can yes. see it kind of grinding down into a not very interesting game. That's a good point. I can see them just when they do have possession, though. I see them literally just on the halfway line or behind just passing it around waiting to see a break someone make a break but you know you don't I have those Italy are going to be fine with that as well yeah you don't have De Bruyne who is up but then is going to drop into pockets of space receive the ball you know do a turn let players run off the back of him Mertens and Carrasco don't do that um, so yeah it's going to be tough and Hazard as well like he just pops up in anywhere you know he can be anywhere um we see Carrasco likes to attack the wings. Uh, same with Mertens. Mertens does come infield a bit because he's played a bit of centre forward and stuff like that. But you don't have that dynamic. Uh, you don't have that dynamic play that you could have, do you, with Hazard and De Bruyne? It just there, there's no. I can't see them breaking down Italy now. Like Tielemans is great, but he's not a player that breaks a team down. He, he, you know, he he pings the ball about. If you ca- if you catch him on the edge of the box, he can he can smash one in for sure. But he's not someone that's going to, you know, work two, three or four nice passes together in an intricate bit of play to open up spaces. That's just, there's no one else that does that on that team. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, they definitely could go nil-nil, but I just think yesterday, man, if, I think that Austria game also has given a bit of kick up the arse as well, maybe. Um, maybe brought them back down to earth a bit. Humbled them. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, 
we'll move on. We'll move on from these guys. So we 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 got three for Italy, one for Belgium. I like it. Um, either way, we're getting it right. So whatever. <laughs> Just that. Match abandoned. Yeah. Uh, oh Jesus. Um, let's talk about the biggest upset and the funniest one, uh, oh. because the best player in the world, supposedly, or the best player at this tournament, Arasafarovic. He uh, yeah. he he done he done messed it up for the boys. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if you didn't know, uh, Switzerland managed to beat France on penalties. Um, after a crazy day of football, like we had the Croatia-Spain game, which we'll get on to, uh, which was a goal fest, followed by another goal fest, which was the France-Switzerland game. Fourteen um, goals in two games, wasn't it? Yeah, fourteen goals in two games, and mad mate, Mbappe. We need to talk about him, bro, because. Where's he been? Like, where he is he? Wasn't invited. Been? Wasn't invited with the. He's um... not turned up at all this no. uh, this tournament. People, he was odds on favourite to be top goal scorer, and he's been really? completely outshone. Yeah, he's going to be completely outshone. I mean, had him by in my, had him in my and um, team team a couple yeah, of times. I captained yeah. him, and uh, yeah. no point. I captained Benzema. Luckily, got twenty points from him. So nice. Did alright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now Mbappe just. Nothing. I honestly thought he'd smash the Euros and really put his... Well, considering his sort of position as well, where he's sort of not signed a new contract with PSG yet, can sort of can move. Well, he's he's probably... debated that he wants to leave. Well, yeah, of, co of course he's handed his transfer request. Um, but you'd think now is the chance. He's got the stadium, or oh, sorry, he's got the platform to now go, look, this is what I can do, and he's done nothing. Yeah. Maybe he's just on yeah. a lower transfer value for his team to buy. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Make yourself more affordable. Maybe they've um, they decided to take his little brother that's just signed for PSG to Euros instead of him. Fucking hell. But uh, uh, no, he look, he didn't look great really. I don't know what he's just never been able to properly sort of get the ball rolling with this uh, in the Euros. Um, quite odd really because he he did quite well in the World Cup a couple of years ago when they won. Um, but he, he, I mean. He should have been player of the tournament, probably, if it wasn't going to be Luka Modric. He definitely, you know, any few years younger as well, and he, he was scoring goals for fun in that tournament. Yeah, exactly. He's the second youngest. Uh, yeah, I think he's the second youngest player to score a goal in the um, World Cup. Yeah, I'm uh, but, of all people. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, obviously, yeah. France, France were bad. France were bad. They've been, they were bad this whole tournament, unfortunately. But they had, they had moments where they could just. Turn it on, get a couple goals. Do you know what yeah, I mean? When they when, they, uh, when Benzema scored those two in quite quick succession, I think I messaged everyone and just said, That's "Oh, the Swiss, the, the Swiss have crumbled." Apparently, yeah, 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 that was bad. But let's talk about that bloody um, that first touch from Benzema for the first goal. Jesus Christ, Burkamp oh, yeah. vibe, boy! Holy shit, that was incredible. Um, I, uh, who is? I think I can't remember who I was speaking to at the time. I think it might have been you, Alf. But I'm not sure if he meant it. Well, he he, he meant he meant he meant to control the ball, uh, definitely. But he didn't. I don't think he meant to control it like that. I think it was just kind of stick your leg out and hope, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I like the narrative that he meant to do it. I'm just gonna stick with it. Oh yeah, don't you? <laughs> it, it would be pretty cool. I if don't he like him. So to do I'm it. Gonna, yeah, I know you. Don't, I'm backing Ollie's point. <laughs> it's a bit like when uh, Giroud scored that scorpion kick. I don't think he hundred percent. I think he just thought get anything on it. No, that but, was lucky um, as fuck. Man. That was one of the luckiest goals ever. Because it was against Palace, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It was a if it was Palace. against anyone else, he meant it for me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> over, over but not against Palace. Not, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Overrated goal yeah. for an underrated player. Very true. Yeah. What a lovely way Regardless to of whether he meant it or not, uh, that was a great goal. Uh, great touch. Um, fair play to him. You can't really sort of say otherwise, really. Or Harry can, but. <laughs> Got a um, Giroud stat. <laughs> Uh, Zerud is France's second top goal scorer, only just behind Thierry Henry. He is. He's only a couple of goals away as well. Which is mad. Which goes again with the underrated player. Yeah. He did score the other night, but it was a penalty. So I'm really interested to see how he's talked about once he's retired. Um, I think he's going to be one of them players that like that is really good and all that. But there'll be the hipster football fans to try and say he's like you know better all of than us just nodding our heads like guys. better than like all these guys while he is very good like even if he beats Henri's uh, uh, record for France I'm still taking Henri every day do you know what I, I mean th- yeah. I think um, yeah. it, it might even end up being like he's one of those players that you you forget about not completely but every once in a while someone would be like oh you talk about the best strikers of like, the 2010s you name name off a few and then someone would be like Oh, uh, Olivier Giroud. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was, he was you talking good, about like Giroud? You. I'm talking about Benzema, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, I was still talking about Giroud. You know, I was talking, talking about Giroud, Giroud as well. I thought about, You're I talking about, about Benzema. Benzema. We're all talking about Giroud, mate. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, Giroud, I think, Giroud, I think, will go that. down. Giroud, but I, Giroud, I think it applies for both, really, what I was yeah. saying. I think it applies for both. Benzema, but Benzema will be like, you know, the top list people. People will try and say... Benzema is better than, you know, Henri, he's better than Aguero, these kind of things. And it's just That's not, and it's not true. Like, he is great. Like, don't get me wrong. He's a fantastic player. But then also, like, La Liga, come on. Uh, you know, that the league you play in matters. It does matter. Yeah. Um, obviously, they say, oh, you can't, they don't choose who they play. Well, I guess they kind of do because they do choose to go to these teams. But um, Henri went there to wind down after the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, the soul. And it's just like, I don't know. Um, I just think, yeah, it's, it, it works for both, man. It works for both. I think Giroud is actually very underrated. Um, but do, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. I, I can't be bothered to talk about Giroud right now. Uh, it's just it's too <laughs> weird, too much of a weird conversation with Giroud. He's, but... uh, he's basically, he's played 110 games for France and he's um, like, six five six goals or something off uh beating yeah. Henri's record but then also, like, reason why, like let's be real i mean yeah okay fine he's been good but the reason why he has got that tally is because benzema and the french national team had a oh we've had another what is four. going yeah. on here we've had another freeze i can hear right. you we're coming we're back. back to it we're okay back. we're back Excellent. sorry people once again technical problems i don't know what's going on today maybe, discord. maybe it's discord he must have, if we're all freezing, I think oh, Harry's geez. pretending to be frozen right now. Yeah. Uh, that actually got me. I was about to be like, oh, I don't think Harry's back. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah. well. no, I, I, uh, I was like, I can't keep this up much longer. Uh, but, um, yeah, as I was saying, sorry, Giroud, the only reason why he's got this tally is because Benzema had a falling out with the team. He didn't wasn't playing for years. If he was available, Benzema gets chosen. Benzema's probably breaking Thierry Henry's record by now. Um, that's just the way it is. But let's praise let's praise Switzerland, man, because the way they came back, Xhaka. the way that yeah, um, I've actually got some Jacker news to talk about uh, next. I reckon following off of this game, basically, some people have been watching this game and have forgotten about the rest of his career. But um, yeah, uh, Switzerland played really well, and Jacker did play really well. Uh, Sarah, Seferic, Seferovic, 
Uh, Harry, help me out. Okay, so okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to you every time. Um, he played bat. He was great. Boo. Uh, was unlucky not to have a hat trick. I think he had his hat trick goal disallowed, right? Oh. Uh, he scored. Uh, he got- yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was a idea. Um, but yeah. So I mean, fair play, man. And every penalty they took, bar one, because I know Lloris got a hand to one, but it still went in. Was a banger of a penalty. Um, I wouldn't want to go penalties with Switzerland, man. Not not in that rat. They they were it's, fantastic. It's funny how a lot of both teams were sending their like defenders up to take penalties. It wasn't their goal scorers. It wasn't their strikers or midfielders. A lot of them were mid, uh, were defenders. Yeah, Kempembe looked like he was looked so scared going up. Oh, yeah, take that penalty. But he scored such an amazing penalty. It was an amazing. It was one of the best penalties you can score. Uh, yeah. But he looked like he was going to cry when he was putting the ball down. Um, I think um, going back to sort of Mbappe for two seconds, I think with the penalties, I think the reason he was chosen as the last French penalty taker was for all the glory if it had been the winning penalty. Yeah. Oh. Obviously, he would have then been. You think about how he's being looked at now, and he was. He's the reason that they're not there. Well, he's not the sole reason, but he's one of the main reasons why they're not there right now. But if he, if like things had gone sort of the other way around, and he was the player to score that winning goal, they were like, yeah, finally he's arrived. He's he's here at the Euros. He's world class. This, that, and the other. It's crazy how that one very small moment has completely changed all, not completely, but changed a lot of people's opinions of him. High risk, um, high reward. I think, exactly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure when you take that last penalty, um, regardless of whether they've already missed one or not. But yeah, I think it's. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a peak situation for him, really. Hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll get into some Mbappe transfer stuff in a little bit. Um, well, I guess we can get. Oh no, we got to talk about the Spain game, really. I mean, let's talk about the Spain game really quickly, and then we'll get into some transfer news. Um, Spain don't look like a good team, do they, boys? Uh, Pedri's good, very good player. Uh, Morata scored a banger, finally. Pedri scored a banger as well. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, but... I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I was having a, a conversation with this uh, someone at work. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I, I thought it was a 50 50 split on the uh, blame for that own goal for me. Because the Unai Simon Simeon touch was horrific. He took his eye off the ball, whatever. But Pedri has fizzed that ball back to him with, some, with a load of spin on it. Like, it's a tough ball to take in regardless of where you are on the pitch. And playing that kind of ball back to your goalkeeper is not a smart decision. Um, yeah, but, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I mean, but, yeah, yeah, everyone I thought I was wrong. So. Everyone's talking about the keeper's mistake, but ultimately it's gone down as his own goal. So I think you're right. It has, it's been fairly attributed to both. He's, yeah. Unai Simon's got the media battering. Yeah. Pedri's got the own goal on his, on his record. That's it. But yeah, they, another team that is a great team, a, a historically great international team that are scary, that look beatable. They look beatable. Um, this is the year we have to win because we're not. Yeah, we're not, not going to get. We're not going to be in this situation probably ever again. Where obviously the, most of the favourites have already been knocked out by round sixteen. The winner and the finalist are both out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The World um, Cup winners and yeah, but obviously both the winner from the last Euro and the other finalists from last Euro all knocked out. Like, the finalists from the World Cup's out. 
Yeah. It's we we're, we're not going to be in a, a better position than we are now to win this for probably a long, long time. And we have to capitalise on it. Because even the, some of the top teams that are still in it, like we've said, we've already said that Italy looked beatable on occasions. That, that where obviously Spinazzola goes up and leaves well, not a hole in defence because they they cover it, but that could easily be a, a counter attack and that could be them done. See yeah. Belgium, like we've said, very much uh, look beatable. One of them will be out as well, which look, is exactly that's what I mean. the next round. So yeah, it's fantastic. Spain also look very beatable. There's not many other big sort of favourite teams left, really. Um, so I'm more worried about the Denmarks and even like the Czech Republics now than I am yeah, worried weird. about Italy or Bel I mean Italy. If you if you come against Italy, I will be shitting my pants the entire game, 100% guaranteed, like I was for the Germany game. But um, but yeah, we got to do it. We have to do it, boys. There's, there's the only excuse is that we uh, choked. That's the only excuse that can come out of it if we don't win. This is that we chose we weren't good enough. I think a big uh, part of this um, the narrative is all on us. I think a big Everything part of this um, place. big part of this tournament is probably like team cohesion and team spirit. Just being yeah. a team in general, I think it's quite a big part in this tournament. Like Denmark, like obviously with what happened to Christian Eriksen would have given given them that drive. They're still a good team. Don't get me wrong. They've still got a lot of talent. But yeah, they, they've got a reason to be playing now, other than just rather than winning, they're now doing it for yeah. their teammate. And obviously, you've, you've seen that on the pitch that their drive, they never they won't give up even to the last minute. They're going to be riding so high on confidence as well. Yeah, yeah. Eight, eight goals in the last two games after losing to Finland on the first game. Yeah. And obviously, having that horrific incident with Ericsson. Yeah, but... of course. Well, I think that's going to be the same for the England boys, man. I There could not be a more confident camera. We just beat Germany 2-0, knocked them out. Joachim Lerr's last game, potentially Tony Cruz's last game. Um, possibly Muller and Hummels as well. Cross, possibly in Muller and Hummels. I expect Muller will be at the World Cup next year. I think, Neuer, I think Neuer will be as well. Neuer will be. But, mate, like... We've yeah. still got a young squad. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. We dominated Germany. I'll put it out there. I think Dominate. that's why we, we've always been, well, over the last sort of maybe 10 years, we've always been okay. We've not been terrible, but we've not been world-class. We've never properly looked like we were going to, like, confidently. We've had, like, an Aaron Lennon or a Theo Walcott in the team. Exactly. And it's like, oh. Because the low point was in like 2014 when we had like Ricky yeah. Lambert in the squad. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, ben Johnson, right back. Like obviously that sort of situation because we've not had that, that permanent starting eleven that's been so dominant for a long time. We've been able to rotate our players, whereas some of these teams, like obviously Germany, where they're not some of their a lot of their some of their talent is 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 getting old now, and they're not they haven't really got much in the sort of in the pipeline to to replace that. Um, obviously, France have got a lot of um, uh, sort of depth. Germany obviously do have some young players coming in um, and we'll be able to push on but we have got such a young squad that are doing the job now that we could be definitely in the next couple of years hopefully we'll go into a lot of tournaments being favourites same thing happened with Spain after Iniesta retired like there's, yeah. there's no contingency plan and also you know Chabi, Poyol and players like that just David Villa. Like nothing coming Boring. through. Mm. And obviously, it happened yeah. with us with our golden generation. We never won anything, but 
Yeah. You know, we had to look at the talent we had, and then two years later, we're like, oh shit, we're really starting Rob Green and Glenn Johnson. And... Oh, <laughs> yeah. What? What the fuck happened? Matthew Upson. When <laughs> uh, um... Rob Green let in that, uh, that own goal against the USA. Is it World yeah. Cup? First game yeah, of the World Cup. Yeah. 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 yeah, I remember where I was to this day watching that. I still remember that so, do I. so vividly watching that happen. It is after scarred. it was coming home for a while after Gerard scored that early goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was uh, I was at a pub in uh, Essex at my dad's house, and uh, we were watching the game. The screen suddenly goes black. It all cuts out, and then it pops back up again. And USA are up one nil. Oh, what on earth has just happened? Literally, it, the screen was off for like 10 seconds. And then obviously we've then seen all the replays and we've seen Rob Green make that what, massive blunder. And you're like, oh, for God's sake. You know what? I'm glad the screen went off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that very, very vividly. Yeah, there's uh, there's only a few things I remember that crazy. It's that is one of them. England winning the 2003 Rugby World Cup. I remember watching that as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's just weird. But I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I was actually I was talking about this with a friend from work the other day. But um, I uh, I love this team, this Gareth Southgate reign far more than I ever loved the golden generation. But yeah, yeah no, I think uh, we're closer to the to the team that's around nowadays compared to sort of back then. Obviously, they were looked at as sort of the golden generation. They were the players that we grew up with. But I think because we're now similar in age compared to what the, the, these England players are like. There's some England players that are younger than us, which is depressing. Uh, but yeah. Most of their squad just seem like decent blokes. Yeah. You can relate. You almost feel like you can relate to them because they are just like people that they, they, they feel like kids that like, or like, you know, what when they're our age and that. They're kids that would have been doing the same stuff that we were doing. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when we were all kids and stuff like that, and 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 also to know that the golden generation um, didn't really give a shit uh, also makes me, you know, give them, you know, that basically because how much I remember feeling as a kid. If if imagine being a kid when yesterday happened, do you know what I mean? Um, and we just don't have Wouldn't that. Feel as as then. Yeah, we, we mean, don't I mean, have that, man. Yeah, I don't have an England moment from my head as a kid where I'm like, oh my god. But Anything I can think of They've already uh... given me two. They've given me the World Cup semi-final that we've got to, and they've given us beating Germany in a knockout stage of the tournament for the first time since we won at the World Cup. Yeah, it's Anything that I can think of is a, a very sort of a big memory from that England team was Frank Lampard's goal that was never a goal. Yeah, positive What one. a goal that was. Yeah, it was good. not exactly a positive memory either. Um, that was but, a banger though. Yeah. yeah and Rascal and James Corden's song. Why is that coming to my head when I think about the Golden Generation? <laughs> That's one of the first things I think about. When, oh, uh, thankfully, it's Ant and Deck for me. We're on the ball. That's a banger. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's Dizzy Rascal and James Corden for me. I hate yeah. it. But now we've got um, uh, Crepton Coden. Yeah. I mean, no, after uh, <laughs> It's Coming Home was made and like Vindaloo and them lot, no, they should have just stopped. Because also, I, that, I, I'm not a big fan of that Crepton Coden tune, but I'll. Uh, so, yeah. It's catchy. The last good one was uh, we were on the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there was, uh, you see, uh, John Barnes was at Box Park in Croydon last night. And he uh, sung yeah, the song. 
expensive it was to get a sit, uh, table. Really? No, or 400 quid a table at Box Park Croydon yesterday. Really? What? Yeah, I saw the uh, the tickets uh, were released at one o'clock today for the game on Saturday. And I was going to like, I was thinking about um, looking at tickets. I was like, you know what? Everyone is going to want a ticket. So there's no point in me even bother well. looking. I'm saying it's yeah. good, it is good vibes at the um, Box Park Croydon. We obviously, myself, Ollie, and uh, Mark did it for the Champions League final where Liverpool won Mark's it. Obviously, Mark's, Mark's, and Mark's cousin, obviously. Um, Kieran. Just quick ones. Uh, Switzerland versus Spain scores. I think the Swiss will do it and win 1 0. I would love to see that. Yeah. In extra I'll go, time. I'll go 2 uh, 1 to Spain. 2 1 Spain. I like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I think, yeah, probably maybe 2 1. I reckon a 0 0 Swiss will do it in pens. Swiss. 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 But that so we've got our scores on the doors. I think we've got a majority of Spain, Spain to go through. Spain will play Italy as according to our books, and Denmark are playing England in the semi-finals. So that's on the English and the Danes. But uh, yes, before we wrap up today's show, I've got a bit. I've actually got a bit. We'll, we'll whiz through some of these. We don't have to go through all of them. There, there, there's a few that are just a bit, you know, chat ones. But there's some transfer rumors and also some non-rumors some stuff that's just actually happened um but yeah it, it, it's despite the euros there are people are doing business man it mm-hmm. moves being made on and the uh, feelers have been put out there we'll start with obviously premier league we'll start with the big boys manchester city obviously now interested in kane and grealish uh reports are that they're going to push the kane deal back to next summer and really focus on getting grealish um, um, any more realistic for them Everything and yeah, as 100%. And anything of the uh, Buendia and them pushing for Smith Rowe, I think that's telling us a lot that they might be replacing Jack Grealish. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, Grealish to City, I mean, no brainer for both parties, right? RIP yeah. the rest of uh, the Premier League. <laughs> nah, my Liverpool will be fine. <laughs> I think uh, that's smart to prioritise signing Grealish before his transfer value goes even higher or yeah. someone else comes in and poaches him because only yeah. two, three clubs in the world can afford Harry Kane anyway. I think he's going to want to stay in the Prem if he can. Oh, we're back. Oh. We're back, we're back, we're back. Happening more often. Oh, yeah, I, I do Discord. Mark, you got some serious editing to do with this podcast, mate. You're going to have to edit all these little blitz of this. won't take too long. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, I, I agree, to be honest. Um, yeah, the, the smart move to push the uh, Kane deal back. Obviously, Tottenham probably want a while longer to sort out a replacement or sort out a bloody manager and a replacement, really. Um, but yeah, they've, um, yeah, smart move from City to push that back. Obviously, yeah, they know that. Grealish is on form. Uh, been great in the Premier League. Been great when he has played in the Euros. So it's a smart move for them. And obviously they can see that they're already, like you said, half putting in. Um, obviously getting other players in as potential replacements. So um, yeah, smart moves this summer. Yeah. Uh, they've also signed uh, Fernandinho to a one-year contract extension. Great move. Fantastic move. Let that uh, that transition ease a bit more. Maybe you know get his advice on a couple of players that maybe he thinks that you guys should sh- sign and all that. Uh, I like it. 
he's been signing a uh, one-year extensions uh, for sort of the last couple of years. I think um, he's never. I don't think he signed a, another sort of couple of year deal uh, for the last few years. I think they're going to just see how it's panning out, and then towards the end of the season or at the end of the season, they go right, one more year, and then he goes again and again, and it sort of keeps going. Okay, and, uh, yeah, it could be a case of he gets to the point where he's like, well, there's not really point in me going anywhere else, so I might as well just retire. Um, which it wouldn't be a bad thing for him. He's no. yeah, great player. So I've been for a while. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make it makes no sense. Just stay there until you're until you're ready to retire, man. Go grab that bag for another year. Yeah, that testimonial. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, rumors are Sterling's gonna reject a new deal or an extension on his deal because obviously all the links with the Harry Kane move, uh, potentially selling him bit of bad blood i think there but obviously i don't know how true that is but it was reported by sky who was a credible source when it comes to this kind of stuff so guardiola has done that stuff for players before as well just like pushing them out a lot they've done that quite a few times if they're pushing the harry kane deal back by a year they might he might stay for another year but i think he's probably just going to want to sort of cut ties as soon as possible really if he knows he's going to be if it's just another 12 months then he's out he might as well get his foot in the door somewhere else and work on his next sort of project, really. I'm sure they probably want to play together, to be fair. They seem to get on really well when, yeah. when I've seen them yeah. on England stuff. It'd be a nice little duo. It would be nice. It'd be good for great for Sterling, for sure. Yeah. Um, 100%. But uh, Odin, Sterling and Kane. What? what? That'd be quality, man. That'd be quality. But uh, we'll move on to the red side of Manchester now, because that's it for Man City, man. They're, they're being quite reserved, I guess. In, in, I don't need in to do that much. We just need to put the cake. Uh, yeah, the, the finishing pieces on that on that cake that will get them uh, over the hump of a Champions League final. But uh, United have opening talks with Camavinga from Wren. Uh, I could talk about Sancho, but there's just no point at this uh, at this point. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of fact of when. I'm tired of fucking talking about it, to be honest. Um, Jesse Lingard is looking like he's going to get a new contract, which is fantastic for him. He deserves it after what he did at West Ham. 100%. Personally, I think that he should actually look for a move away permanently. Um, and maybe he should just go and look for a con to, to sign a contract elsewhere. Maybe he will. You never know. Um, well, but West yeah, Ham maybe... definitely put an offer in for him. Oh, yeah, they should yeah, do. Sure. They should do. But uh, also, they sent a scout to go watch uh, Adrian, Adrian Rapp. Uh, he wasn't great. Uh, we, yeah, sorry, I think we froze again for a second. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. out to see Rabio and then... And then, uh, but with the way that the game went, I would pretty much assume that the scout went went back to manager and said, let's not bother. Uh, okay. he yeah, he had to play the role Matuidi used to play and yeah. it's not necessarily what he does for this club. Can't do it. Can't do it. Well, I mean, even for France, Matuidi used to play like left mid sometimes for France. Do you know what I mean? Like random, but he was such a good player he could do it. Yeah. Uh, young. He's like, well, he's, yeah, he's young. He's 26. Yeah, yeah, for he's sure. Got long, he's got time to mature and everything. But he's yeah, never think... properly kicked on though. He didn't kick on at PSG. He hasn't kicked off, kicked on at Juventus. I don't know what makes people think that he'd be able to come to the Premier League of all leagues and do that if he's not been able to do it in the in the you know the Farmers League and then the Italian League. So, um, but where they're defending in Italian League is so suspect. Uh, nowadays as well it's just it's so yeah uh, going off off my own little rant about Syria but uh, uh, what do you guys think Rabio worth it not uh, I don't think it's not no. what they need man. it's not what no. they need better um, sticking with, with McFred yeah go get McFred. go get if you're going to spend money 
Don't spend it on Rabio. Go get um, what's his face from Real Madrid, defensive midfielder Brazilian. Casemiro. Casemiro. Go get Casemiro. Go spend the splash of cash get Casemiro for for a couple seats for a few years. Go win the Premier League, man. Show me get Sancho, Cam um, Casemiro. But yeah, maybe Camavinga could do it. But you never know. Chelsea. They have lost the Hakimi race. He is gonna go to PSG. It looks like, which is thank God because I did not want Chelsea to get Hakimi. Just 100%. ruined. Um, uh, Reese James's development completely um, and they're also interested in Pjanic guys yeah I don't know why you would be when you've got Jorginho in that team um, and, I'm know, not sure how it. much Chelsea really sort of rely on sort of Jorginho and how much they really will, what they actually think of him because he seems to be a player that he, he does a job for them don't get me wrong he's not he's not Bruce terrible by any means um, but he's I don't think he's spoken about enough he was on the bench be... a lot last season yeah that's what I mean I don't so know, I don't know if David... quite a while but... he was on the bench a lot but he was also quite he was a good player he, he is um, he's so pivotal for, for Italy and the way they play football um, it's just because I think it's ultimately because of Kante and Kovacic really what was I saying? Yeah, uh, Kovacic and Kante, I think it's down to them more than anything. I just think that they're so good. And then you've got Mount. Mount's irreplaceable. You know, Kante and Mount are irreplaceable. And then when you've got those two in the team, you want Kovacic rather than Jorginho. Do you know what I mean? He, he's just a bit more dynamic than Jorginho in that yeah. midfield. He offers he's a you a bit... like middle man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He offers you more on both sides of the ball, whereas Jorginho is more on just the defensive to, you know, pinging the ball about sort of thing. But... Um... But yeah, Pjanic, I just don't get it. Seems like a wasted opportunity. His, his swap deal with Juventus for Arthur um, has gone horrifically for Barcelona. I mean, if they can get him on a really cheap deal, I'd say maybe go for it just because it's an option. And Pjanic is a good player. But I don't... I, what's the point, man? Go and get yourself a, a Haaland or a Lewandowski, man. Just There's no point. Uh, Liverpool. Now, Mark, your boys are starting to do a bit of, bit of work here. They are indeed, aren't they? Offering money, I saw they offered 35 for Coman. I don't know if they've offered anything more, but I've seen reports of people saying that he should be worth upwards, you know, near 100 mil for Coman. Jesus. I don't really I say 100, but David would pay 35. But 35 is lowballing the hell out 100%. of Bayern Munich. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. How, how old is Coman? What, he's like 25, 26, something. He's not old. But he's, he's never he's also. He's never not won the league. Yeah, every season oh, yeah. he's played. Every season in his career, he's won the league. PSG, Juventus, and Bayern Munich. He's won the league every year. Yeah. Um, his trophy collection is already insane. I think yeah. it's a great move. This is a fantastic move for Liverpool. They can get yeah, well, we lost Wijnaldum as well. So we need to... well, he's not Wijnaldum. He no, doesn't play anywhere he near where Wijnaldum plays. He's a winger. I'm saying we've lost, we've uh, lost, um, we have lost numbers in the team. We do need to oh, yeah, 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 pull, yeah. pull, in, pull in numbers, I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd love to have a coach, don't get me wrong. I think he's a Mane replacement. Do you reckon? I think so. I think they're eyeing him, and I reckon they can sell Mane. I just don't know who buys him. I don't know who buys Mane, man. Uh, because I can't see you getting Coman if not one of them front three are going. I can see someone in Italy buying Mane. I think he'd tear that league to shreds. What about an Inter Milan coming in for Mane? Or an AC. AC revival is going forward. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be sick in Italy. How much? How much, yeah. how much are we talking for Mane though? Twenty million. And off the, you got to take last season to account. It has to come into account because it is his most up to date, you know, body of work. 
35 uh, straight spot for Komen. Straight spot. I think you could Komen, that's Komen. not a bad offer. I think, yeah, well, I, I don't, how dissimilar are Komen and Mane? Uh, well, Mane's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's more of a stat, more of a stat filler. Yeah, yeah. but um, no, I, reckon, yeah, I, I think 30, 35 and Komen for Mane. Would you take that? I kind of would. Yeah, I, I, I kind of would. Offer. Yeah, fair. It's a great deal, man. It'd um, be hard to see Mane go for like everything he's done on that left, but <laughs> Komen, man. Yeah, Komen. It makes me wonder what Jota's role is going to be now. But just is quite young. I think so he's going to be an impact sub. I think he's just going to be, yeah, well, impact Three. sub. And um, I thought he did quite well for, as a, a backup or replacement for Firmino. He's quite versatile, yeah. Jotter, mm. so, I mean, yeah. he'll play wherever you tell him to, I guess. I've 100%. seen weird formations as well where the front three plus Jodza have played and we've switched up there, so yeah, we can change it up still to include all four of them. But, um, yeah, no, definitely. I would love to. I think that's a great move, a uh, really smart move, especially if you can. If you can get for anywhere near 35 million, fucking, that is an absolute coup, man. You, you've taken the piss out of Bayern Munich a little bit there if you can do it. But, uh, yeah, I think it'd be great. I would love to see Coman come to the Premier League as well, uh, just from a outside perspective. I'd just love to see him play yeah. more often. But your your actual Wijnaldum, like, like-for-like replacement, is looking like it's going to be Otavio from the Brazilian midfielder from Porto. I don't know if you guys know much about him. Uh, oh, no, I, can't say I do. don't either. Um, most of it's from FIFA, and I can't really talk about that of, of, uh, of his actual experience. But you know what? He's got a £34 million release clause. Obviously, Porto are a good team. Klopp likes him. Check, get it check, done, check, man. Check. Get it done, get it done, get it done. I don't, uh, what's his uh, age like? Sorry boys, I need to uh, I need to bounce. Twenty six. Oh no worry, H. Uh, See you later. I will replace good you. Good Really good episode. Replace you with yeah, a screen. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks love audience. You. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love, love you. you. <laughs> so he's twenty six years old. Um, there we go. Octavio. Uh, yeah. Twenty six. Twenty six. He's twenty six years old. You would expect him to be in prime then, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, he is a very good player though. Um, well, I can't say I know too much about him now, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I think I think it'd be. I, I yeah, I think it'd be interesting. But if if Klopp I looking at him, I, I trust Klopp. that. Yeah, I, yeah Klopp's well, never really yeah. let me down that much. Um, but yeah, we'll get onto Arsenal now. Ollie, your boys, uh, doing the most with the least. Uh, right now in the in the uh, yeah, but, uh, you always seem to be doing the most, and it's all just rumor and just just waffle shit that never happens. Uh, and it, it's, yeah, there's a lot of talk every summer with Arsenal, and nothing ends up happening, and I'm just tired of it now. So until that little yellow box pops up saying confirmed breaking news, confirmed deal that Arsenal have actually signed anyone, I can't be asked of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't blame you. I've seen that you guys. I, I when I wrote these notes literally like yesterday, uh, it was your interested in Benfica left back Nuno Taravez, but I've just seen today. I'm trying to find the article that it's been agreed, uh, which is uh, 
Hello? Don't, don't Hello, know again. why we need a left back. No, no yeah. Uh, yeah, Arsenal have secured deal for Nuno Taravez. Yeah. Eight million euros, man. I Unless wow. you're looking to play a back three and put... Uh, what's his face? Kieran Tierney is um, left centre-back. I don't know. But if that's not the case, then this that's is just... Point. Arsenal are going to stand still. Arsenal again. doing Arsenal things. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, but yeah. Uh, to sell him. Sorry, we've just oh, we opened a little bit there. It's increasing. Yeah. It's happening increasingly now. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're wrapping up. People, don't worry. Um, Bellerin, he's looking like he's going to go. He's receiving a lot of interest. I think it's a fantastic move from both parties, Arsenal and Bellerin, to just you know get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, both you know Arsenal can rebuild. Bellerin can you know restart his career up in another league. I imagine the Serie A. More of a sort of, I don't know, an exciting rumour for you, Ollie, I believe, is keen on signing Torino striker Andrea Bellotti. But I've seen that uh, Napoli are the front runners right now. And also Milan, Fiorentina and Roma are heavily monitoring him. So it's oh, going to be a bid war. But yeah. I think if it's going to happen, it would be very cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think Arsenal will be looking to get into any bidding wars. See, so we're not going to be prepared to spend the money. And if it gets to the point that we're spending over the odds, why are we going to get Bolotti when we could actually spend the same amount of money and probably get someone better suited? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't want, I just don't want us to get pulled into it and then the same thing happen with what happened with Pepe and end up paying over the odds for someone that's, yeah, not worth their value, really. True, yeah, true. 100%. I like Ben White. Get that Ben White deal done and dusted. I think that if you're going to sign anyone this summer, get him done. Your defensive options are horrific at centre-back right now. You've got to get someone in. Uh, ben White would be fantastic and a player to build on going forward. Uh, just a couple of things to wrap up real quick. Leicester have signed Patson Dacca for £22 million, Striker replacement for Vardy. Uh, I think he, he's looking really good from Leipzig. I think he could be a great player. Um, nice. we'll, see, we'll see a lot of him. Also, Leeds... Big deal. I can't believe they've got this through if this is going. Junior Firpo for 12.8 million from Barcelona. Cool. This kid looks like a baller. And you if they can get, get that played. done, apparently Bielsa is the reason he's managed to convince him to come. Uh, and also getting Jack Harrison on a permanent deal, which would be fantastic for him from uh, City because Jack Harrison was great last year for them. He was. Uh, one of the better wingers actually in the league, to be honest. Um, and then Palace got Vieira but we'll talk about that on another podcast when I got free reign to go absolutely batshit crazy about without it without being interrupted um, yeah. yeah without being interrupted but I'm trying to be open minded but it's hard um, but yeah thank you everyone for uh, for joining today sorry about the technical issues if you're listening or watching um, we do apologise I don't know what's going on I'm blaming Discord um, it seems or, to be Discord because it's happening to all of us. It's not like yeah, it's I'm not freezing us, yeah. and yeah. everyone else is still talking and everything. So and it's never happened. Go with, yeah, yeah. Don't blame yeah. Us. So yeah, I apologise, but uh, right. Mark will sort it all out in the uh, in the edit. Boy, if you want to watch a clean it. edit, head over to YouTube by Sunday. It'll be there. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, lovely. Sunday one PM is the time we usually get it out. Give or take any technical issues on our end, but it will be out around that time. Uh, but yeah. Thanks everyone for watching. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit a notification bell if you're on YouTube or any bell that notifies you when we're doing stuff. Hit that motherfucker. Uh, we are on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. We're on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well where we do a lot of, well, 
we're doing we don't do a lot but we're doing more polls and we're going to do some more posts more interact put some clips up on there we just need to get our shit together for lack of a better term and get that and get them going but um but yeah we're uh, we're busy guys man what can i say about yeah. outside of doing this podcast we're all busy like it's just what it is but um we appreciate everyone watching and listening wherever you're coming from we really appreciate it make sure to yeah like share to your mates um we're football geniuses over here and we need to everyone needs to listen to us yeah so um yeah we're very biased but that's what we like so uh thanks guys just yeah thanks for watching and we will see you next time cheers it's coming out it is it is coming out